Copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Clark County, Wyoming Sheriff's Office calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 278 regarding an escape prisoner. Be on the lookout for Earl Duran, 6 feet 2 inches, weight 170 pounds. This man escaped from the Cody, Wyoming jail March the 16th. He is armed and dangerous. That's all. Rose and Clark. committed at the point of a gun. Some of it is perpetrated by the unseen bandits of grit and dust who take the man with defenseless bulk oils and bore from within to undermine the efficiency of your motor, shatter its morale, and ultimately send it to the condemned road. For that reason, tens of thousands of Western motors are entrusting the lives of their motors to Rio Lube, the great lubricant that wears the impenetrable armor of steel's tamper-proof cans making Rio Lube the perfect bodyguard of every vital moving part. This pure 100% paraffin-based motor oil is so completely de-waxed and de-jellied that the most severe cold weather cannot change its quick, smooth flow to every part of your motor. If a thousand miles have rolled by since your last oil change, do this. When you turn into the nearest Rio Grande station in the morning for that tank full of cracked gasoline, have the crankcase drained and take aboard some Rio Lube or Rio Grande, Pennsylvania. There are no finer motor oils sold in the West. The story we are to hear tonight has been taken from the confidential files of the sheriff of Park County, Wyoming. Its solution was made possible by the cooperation of the law enforcement agencies of the region in which it occurred, and as another example of the cooperation of such agencies, Sheriff Eugene Biscuit of Los Angeles County has asked under Sheriff A.C. Jewell to open our program. The theme of calling all cars has been for six years a fact that crime does not pay. And like other programs dealing with the criminal element, it never has been a glorification of criminals. Rather, a glorification of the work a peace officer does in proving to the criminal element the losing nature of crime. Our office has been asked many times of our opinion calling all cars contribute to the public good. We can truthfully say this program does a great deal of good. We, the law enforcement officers who appear in these programs, know that through this program over the years, a new understanding and appreciation of the law enforcement officers has resulted. We feel also the one thing young and old alike have learned in calling all cars is that crime is definitely losing proposition. In the city of Powell, Wyoming, a group of young boys are gathered about a tall youth holding a gun. Yeah, that's a swell rifle. Let me see it. Go forward it, Bill. Load it. Savage 22, high power. Boy, I bet you could kill an elk with that one. I've done it. Killed an elk? Sure, lots of them. Last winner? All right, boys. All of you take number two, Carson. Bill, you take number three. Yes, sir. Uh, fire at will. Range 50 yards. Fifty's too close, Mr. Smith. Can I use the 200-yard target? No, the 50's hard enough. You do well to hit it. Yeah? Just watch it. Oh, boy, look at that. Five shots and five bullseyes. I nuts. I could do that with a blown eye. Well, maybe you had better take the other target. Yes, sir. That won't make any difference. 
the tent. Here at the tent, he's the guy that can't move. Mr. Smith, mind if I go over to the archery target? This is no fun. I never miss what I'm shooting at. Then one day, as the snow whipped about the home of the Durands near Powell, Earl Durand lay on a pain racket floor. Will my boy get well, Doctor? Yeah, I can't tell yet, Mrs. Durand. He's crossed the doctor. He's always having the worries. He's our only son. How did he get shot like this? You tell him, will you? You see, Doctor, Earl had been out hunting. He had just come in. He was sitting there with the fire, getting ready to clean his son. Maul and I were just Luck today, early? Sure, Dad. A couple of bobcats. Didn't see much to see that. You don't see how you can see anything in this blizzard. Oh, I don't have to see them very well to see them. Aren't you hungry, son? No, Mother, thanks. I had a steak. Where did you get a steak? Where did you cook it? <laughs> I didn't cook it. I ate it just as it was. Raw? Here, I wanted to try it once. Some of the fellows down at school were talking about it. They said it was good, so I thought I'd try it. Guess you didn't like it, did you? Oh, not much. Well, it's a bad though. I'll forget you. Well, you better not tell anybody about it. So think you're a wild man. What if you hear so long and they're scared? Well, you'd better be careful taking that rifle apart. It might be loaded. No, no, I unloaded it. I don't care what they call me, Ma. <laughs> Some of the fellows already call me Tarzan of the Teton. But that's silly. Oh, I don't know. I do love to live outdoors as much as I can. The air is cold and crisp. I love to have the snow blown in my face. To hear the wind howling up there among the mountains. Listen to it howling outside. Uh, you better watch what you're doing instead of gazing at the rafters while you're loading that gun. Well, that's that for tomorrow. I'll just leave it here on the mantle. Oh, oh, oh my God. Mother, there. Holy, she lost the gun. Oh, God. Put him in bed. Then we call you. I'm so afraid he's going to die, Doctor. Father. He's uh, come too. Yes, son. I'm coming. Oh, mother, now take it easy, Earl. You'll be all right. Well, I've got why. Sure, you will. Just get lots of rest. Stay out in the open all you can when you get up and around. You'll be all right. Thank you, Doctor. I'll be out every day for a while to take a look at him. That bullet punctured a lung. I have to try tuberculosis for a while. We'll take good care of him. As soon as he's able to get about, let him sleep outside as much as he can. Don't keep him cooped up. Well, I'll run along. See you tomorrow, son. Months rolled by. Gradually, Earl Duran recovered, but his point of view toward life had changed with the passing days. The faraway hills, the streams, called to him more strongly than ever. Early, it's about time you got back to school, don't you think? I'm not going back to school, Dad. Boy, that's nonsense. Well, you've only finished the first year in high school. I'm not going back. But, son, I want you to have a good education. I, I want you to have every chance you can. Dad, I couldn't stand to be cooped up in a schoolroom again. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Work around some of the ranches, I guess. Hunt a little. I can keep them, sir. But you never amount to anything that way. So what? What difference does it make? What's the use of struggling to make a lot of money, raise a family? What does it get you? Well, it's mighty comforting to know you're a good citizen. Oh, nuts. I don't care anything about being a good citizen. I don't bother anybody. I don't want to be around a lot of people. I, I just don't like crowds. I'd rather be off in the mountains by myself. Well, Ellie, you know your own mind, I guess. When you decide to settle down, there'll always be a place for you here. Oh, gee, Dad. You talk like I was going to run away or something. 
I'll be in every week or so to get some fresh clothes and some salt and stuff. Where are you going now, son? Well, Gus and his kid and Tom and I have gone up above the city to see if we can get an elk or two. Why, don't you know you're not supposed to shoot elk up there? Sure, but Gus has got to have some meat to last and go flame. It's the only way to get it. Besides, it'll be a lot of fun. Sometimes you worry me, son. Ah, cheer up, Dad. I'll be all right. See you Sunday. On Sunday, March 12th, Earl and his companions stopped four elk on the Shoshone Reservation and left them there, planning to return next day and haul the meat home. Game wardens discovered the spotted elk and placed the stakeout to clean the cap to the poachers. Through the long, icy day, Deputy Warden's wife, King, and Boyd Benyon waited for the men to return. See him there, Alvin Benyon? No, no sign. It'll be along before dark. I'll better fuck on it. You know, it wouldn't be so bad if this wind had up a little. Wait a minute. Thought I heard a car coming. Huh? Hmm, you're right. There's a car coming up the trail. See it yet? Yeah, there it is. Stopping over there where the up car is. We're going to load them on. Let's take it. Okay. Stay right where you are. We're game, Martin. So what? See the stuff? Oh, no, you don't. Get on the running board, will you? I got it. Oh, all right, you birds. Get him up. Just see the warden. I'm leaving at this point. Fire Patrick. Hey, get that guy, can you? Run the way. Hey, stop. Stop on our shoot. Now let him go, King. We'll take these fellas in and get him later. Okay, get this stand started and let's get into town. Well, he got away. Couldn't see very well. Missed him every time, I think. Oh, never mind. We'll get him in the morning. I know who he was. That Duran boy, Earl. <laughs> trial of the captured poachers was deferred until the time the escaped man would be captured. On March 14, Deputy Wardens Leonard Morris, Dean, Benjamin, and Tess Kennedy trailed Durand to a cul-de-sac in Sassone Canyon. Separating, Dean and Benjamin advanced in a flanking move to surprise the fugitive. See him over there for that rock, Dean? Yes. That's Durand, all right. He's the one who got away from us Monday night. I'm going to yell at him. Go ahead. Come on, there, Durand. We've got you covered. Yes, he's shooting. You're telling me. I'm going to put one under the rock right by his head. I've got the warning, Duran. Come out with your hands in the air. Standing up. Drop that rifle. Don't get so excited, Benyon. I'm not going to shoot you. Yeah? Well, what do you call that shot you just took at me? Listen, Benyon. I was just fooling with you. Anytime I get ready to shoot you, you'll be shot. I don't miss. Well, I'm hurt. Get the cuffs on him, Benyon. Okay. Never mind, never mind. I'm not going to try to get away. Let's go. You're not going to be so willing to go along as you don't stop shooting at people. Hey, Jim, bring Duran over here. What's up? I think you got this fake beef, Duran. What do you think? I think you killed that beef just a little while ago. Still warm. So what? Killing somebody else's cattle is a felony, young man. That's going to be a tough rest. <laughs> of the court, therefore, that you, Gus, should be confined in the county jail for a period of 60 days, and that you pay to the clerk of the court a fine of $100. Yes, Your Honor. I'm going to put you two younger boys on probation for a period of six months. Uh, you, Earl Durand, I hereby sentence to a term of six months in the county jail and a fine of $100. Six months? Yes, young man, six months. 
Why? Didn't you admit you did the shooting that killed the elf? Well, yes, but... And uh, didn't you admit that the other men with you were merely in uh, illegal possession of the meat? But six months, Judge, I can't stand being in jail for six uh, months. In addition to that, young man, you'll be tried on the charge of beast killing. And I might remind you that is a felony. You'll receive a much longer sentence for that offense. Longer sentence? Longer than six months? Oh, you... You can't do this to me. I won't stay in jail. You can't keep me in jail. You can't! For the love of Mike, I'm do you have to keep pacing up and down like that? You think this year's guy's never been inside a jail before? <laughs> Shut up, all of you. We're just a pack of coyotes yapping, always yapping. Ah, forget it. Six months ain't long. You'll get used to it. Six months. Long time. Six months. Let me out of here. I gotta get out of here. I turned the lead. You'll have Riley in here on your neck. Right. Let me try. He'll be here to feed us in a little while. Okay, it's fine. Here comes the club, fellas. Come and get it. I'll throw it out. Hey. Hey, where's your hand? What's wrong with you guys? Here I am, Mr. Riley. He is Riley with a damn move on him. Get back there, all of you. I'll put the first guy to make the move. Think I'm going to sit here and rock in this hole? You're not. This gun of Mr. Riley's going to come right in handy. Come on, Riley. On your feet. We'll leave it now. Oh, take it easy, young fella. Bring 
time to land force riders to drive him by a peculiar route toward his home, your power. Okay, Riley. Get on the line, all out. Oh. Yes, right, you'll get over it. Come on in the house. Maybe more give you an aspirin. Hey, you don't mean to say you're going to stay here. Well, this will be the first place they'll look for you. Oh, no, they won't. I think I've headed for the mountain. Inside. Okay. Ma! Dad! I'm home again. Oh, my boy. What? Hey, Mr. Riley, what are you doing here? <laughs> He's been kidnapped, Ma. I brought him along when I broke jail. Oh, early. How'd you? What's that gun for, son? He broke out of jail, Mr. Durant. I tried to get him not to come here. I had to have some things. Do I get him without an argument, Dad, or do I have to take him? This is your home, son. You're privileged to do whatever you want to in it. Oh, Earl, I hardly know you. You look so strange. Not tall like my Earl. Forget it. Dad, pack my knapsack with some meals and salt. Get my rifle and some more cartridges. Son, I'll not be a party to this escape of yours. You'll do what I tell you, Earl. Earl, don't point that gun at your father. Gotta do what he says, Mr. Duran. He's on some local. Never mind the reason. Get it done, Dad. All right, Earl. Oh, my poor little boy. What have they done? Quiet. Where's the car? Look out that window and see who it is. Well, it's Chuck Lewis and another man. He's a police Lewis, though. There's no people with him. One of your brother deputies, eh, Riley? I told you they'd come here. Well, come out in here, in there. Mr. Davis is coming in. Oh, no, he's not. Open that door, Riley. What are you going to do? I said open that door and stand in it. Don't come any closer, Baker. You either, Lewis. died immediately before the bullet for the crazed boy. Durand's grief-stricken parents rushed Chief Lewis to a hospital in Powell. But the wounded man died without regaining consciousness. And Earl Durand fled to the hills. Two hours later, he approached the home of a rancher. Well, howdy, Durand. Heard you was in jail. I was. I broke out. Oh, you broke out, huh? Well, don't be hanging around here. I don't want no officers coming around my place. Just stop talking and give me what guns and ammunition you got around here. No, sir. I'm not giving no escape jailbird, nothing. Now clear out before you hurt me. Give me the guns you've got around here and be quick about it. Now, wait a minute. Don't go getting hot under the collar, young fella. Sure, you can have all the guns I've got. I've just got a couple of rifles and a box and two of cartridges. They'll do for a while. Tell them out here. Sure. Sure. Here you are, Earl. Drop around again sometime when you can't stay so long. Goodbye, Andy. See if you can't stop your teeth from settling. Drop around the Clark Fort Canyon sometime and see me. I'm living on old bear suits now. The rancher spread the alarm that Durant had been at his home. A dragnet net was spread between the house and the hills. Meantime, parties organized by Stedman were moving in toward the mountains. From Yellowstone County, Montana, to under Sheriff O'Donnell and a party of deputies to assist the Wyoming office. From Carbon County, Montana, Sheriff McChase brought a group of men to join the hunt for the useful killer. Meantime, Sheriff Blackburn of Clark County was taken over to man with the posse. Next morning, March 22nd at 4 o'clock, Art Thornburg was awakened by persistent knocking at his door. Oh, right, all right, all right, Jesus, I'm coming. 
What are you doing out this time of night? I've got to get up to cross four pennies. Uh, what's that got to do with me? What's you getting me up for? You're going to drag me up? Oh, no, I'm not. Listen, Thornburg. I shot two men today, and I'm not in any mood to argue with you. I want what guns you've got here and the ammunition you've got for them. You're going to drag me up to the little rocket. I'll make it the rest of the way on foot. But I, I, I can't leave my wife here. You don't have to wake her up. And take her out into this weather? Are you going to get started, or do I have to get rough? All right, sure, sure. Put your rifle down. We'll get started right away. This will be okay. Right here, up. Sure. This is as far as we can take you. This is all right. I'll make it on foot from here on. Anything else we can do for you? Can't think of a thing. Well, so long, Earl. Go on back to Powell and tell Blackburn where you left her. Maybe he'll have nerve enough to come after me. Leading back to Powell, Thornburg reported the abduction to Sheriff Blackburn. Obtaining bloodhounds from the prison of Canyon City, Colorado, Sheriff Blackburn and his party again took up the trail of Earl Duran. Looks like the hounds are having a hard time sticking to the trail. I'm afraid they're not going to be much good, sir. The hounds weren't overdue. The chemicals in the rubber drill they didn't sense the hounds need for them. Yes, I was afraid of that when I sent for them, but at least it was a chance. Well, might as well call them in. Start selling them Indian fashion. I guess so. Hey, Ben! Take the dogs back to camp. We can't use them. Looks like the trail leads straight up here a ways and then it disappears. Maybe Tarzan looks to the trees. That's a good news to the young that Tarzan has a teton stuff. But I know the boy pretty well. He's just a mixed up fellow who doesn't know what it's all about. Personally, I think he's crazy. Probably went off his base when he realized that it's going to be penned up for a while in jail. Yeah, I've seen him do that lots of times. The big house they call it stir crazy. I think you'll find it different with Duran. He loved the outdoors too much to think he'd spend a part of his life in jail. I'm afraid he'll spend a lot of it in jail if we catch up with him now. I don't think we'll ever take him alive. Neither do I, for that matter. Oh, there's the trail again. Looks pretty fast. He couldn't have gone very far in the three or four hours since he got out of Thornburg's car. Wait a minute. There's a turn ahead. The trail seems to stick that turn a little to the right. That's a swell place for an ambush. All right, men. Durant may be hiding just beyond that clearing there. Well, there's a good place to hide just behind those rocks on the other side. Joe, take it a dozen or so of the men and spread out on the right side of those rocks to keep out of sight. All right, sir. King, you take a bunch and cover the left of the clearing. Okay. Ben, you and I can keep the rest here. Sure. Uh, keep quiet, and if you see Durant, uh, use your own judgment. You think he's up there, sir? I've got a hunt he is. Hey, Linberry, where do you think you're going? Heck, I'm not going to stand around in the snow all day. I'm going out there and get that bird if you have no problem. How about there, you fool? If he's there, he'll shoot you so full of lead, we won't be able to turn you over. Don't worry about him, Barry, sir. He'll take care of himself. He's a friend of yours, isn't he, your gentle? Sure. We're like brothers. Well, you better persuade him to stay here. Oh, no, don't worry. He'll be all right. <coughs> what was that? Sounded like a rifle shot. Better break down. I saw him fall. He ran up there all right. That makes three men he's killed. Four shots. Three men. Hey, come back here, Argento. Do you want to get killed, too? He killed my friend. I'll kill him with my own bad hands. I'll kill him apart. Oh. Five shots. Four men. Argento fell right across Limber's body. You've got to get the land out of there. All right, men. He's behind those big rocks. Hot blast him.
five hours. There's still no sign of him living. I suppose he's still in there. Here we go. I'll stand up and see if I can sight him. Sorry, the fellow gets the shift sitting behind a tree like that. Yeah, here he goes. Oh! He's ill. I wonder if you can see him this way. That boy went right between us. First time he's ever been known to miss. Yeah, it's a miracle. Thank Lord, he's practically dark. You know what I think I'll do? No, huh? I think I'll see if we can't get some artillery from the National Guard. Sometime during the night, a trench mortar and power center has been placed, and as a short wave radio portable unit has been installed in preparation for the siege of the killer, Duran had escaped from his rock fortress. At the foot of the mountain where the base camp was established, Harry Moore, radio engineer, received an urgent message for Sheriff Blackburn. The portable radio receivers carried by the party were in process of being moved up the mountainside. Moore realized that the message would have to be delivered by runner. With two companions, he drove toward the advanced camp. Nearing the scene, he was stopped by a man dressed as a deputy sheriff. Hey, how about a ride up to the camp? Sure, hop in. Nice car you've got here. New one, eh? Yeah. But it looks better going the other way. Yeah? Well, I got a message from Sheriff. What's in it? I don't know. Steel telegram. You better turn around and take me back to town. You nuts. Of course, you were supposed to be chasing Durant. I am Durant. You'll never catch me. What, what did you say? I said I am Durant. Turn around. Uh, yes, sir. Drive me back to Beaver. I've got to pick up some rifle cartridges at the express office. Well, this is as far as you birds go. Stop the car and get out. You got this new car insured? Sure. Well... I wouldn't want you to lose any money on it. Don't tell them what it'll look like when you see it again. Don't let that worry you. You mind if I tear these wind wings off? I may have to do some shooting, and I wouldn't want this glass to break my face. So long, boy. Leaving Moore and his companions stranded here in abandoned mines, Duran drove directly to his hometown, Powell, and to the first national bank. Morning, Mr. Nelson. Good morning, Why, Earl Duran, what are you doing this here? This is a stick-up, Mr. Nelson. Just tell everybody to do what I say and nobody will get hurt. Well, you can't get away with this, Duran. That's what they've been telling me. Don't worry about me. Oh, what do you expect to get out of this? Whatever money you've got here. Line up against the wall. All of you, and don't do any talking. Be careful with those guns, Duran. Okay, Nelson. Open the vault and let's get going. We can't. The time lock's on and the vault won't open. You're lying, Nelson, but I don't care. I won't get out of here alive anyway. I'm glad you realize that. I'll just take what you got here in the cage and tie you and the other two boys together with these bootlaces and use you to help me get away. Well, there's a couple of thousand there. That ought to do you a while. Sure. Hey, Gopher. You and Luke can come over here. All right. Stand back to back with Nelson here. That's it. Now we'll just tie you together like this. And walk you to the front door with me. Ahead of me. Let you people stay where you are. Don't you realize that if anyone sees you in here, we might get killed, too? chance you'll have to take. But by the way, I think I'll shoot up the place a little just for excitement. You crazy fool. You'll have every man in town in your neck. So what? Go on, move. Wait a minute. Let me take a look out that door. Oh, so that bird in the drugstore is going to stick his head out, is he? <laughs> That'll discourage him. Look out! <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Joanne. You stopped Johnny. No, I didn't. Some bird across the street did it. I'll get him. Nelson, come on. They got Joanne. He fell back into the lobby. 
Well, I'll do it. He saved his last shot for himself. And he was the guy that couldn't miss. In just a moment, we shall hear the concluding facts regarding our program. Meanwhile, just a suggestion, friends. With the hills and valleys carpeted with lavish displays of wildflowers, many of you will be seeking out your favorite beauty spot. Whether your quest takes you near or far, ensure the full enjoyment of your journey by taking with you the protection of Rio Luz and the smooth, abundant, and money-saving power of Rio Grande Crash, the gasoline of police car performance. And now, Captain Duke. Earl Duran saved his last shot for himself. He made good his boat and never taken alive. As tragedy his story may be, Durant's act proved once more the truth of the statement. Crime cannot pay. Thank you, Captain Joe. Park County, Wyoming, Sheriff's Office, calling all cars, attention all cars, the cancellation broadcast 270 units regarding an escape prisoner. Suspect this case committed suicide. That's all. Over and close. Next week at this time, Rio Grande will present the case of the rope-bound truck. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.